you can be someone who actually is like, actually, I'm going after my dream this year, not in 20 years. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Unstoppable Woman podcast. I am here with one of my clients, Amanda Henry, and I'm having her as a client spotlight on the podcast because I think it's really useful to hear people's stories. We learn as human beings, we learn through stories, and we learn to see ourselves in what other people do and see what's possible for ourselves. And I think it's a really hugely valuable experience to pull back the curtains and really understand what happens for people as they're going through their own personal growth path and and that intersection between personal growth and the business growth um, that my clients go on and how that's just up-leveled their lives. And to hear it in their own words, the the lots of great, but also like the not, not all, it's not all rainbows and unicorns. Okay. Like it just isn't. So I am super, super excited to have on today, Amanda Hendry. Welcome. Hi, thank you. You're so welcome. So why don't we start with you giving our audience just a little overview and background. Uh, You can talk about what your current business is, what, where you were when you first started working with me because that was a whole different business and like kind of share the evolution so people have a context for 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 you and the work that you've done and sure so I guess I would start by saying that I've always had a pattern of having different businesses and different things that I love to do so it's always like a year or two doing this and then I'm like maybe I want to do this and maybe I want to try this and I've always definitely been interested in a lot of different things which I sometimes see as a downfall, but then I've learned that it can be a strength too. So I'm working through that. But yeah, I mean, I've been through a lot of different businesses and I went through a lot of dark times and a lot of not making a lot of money at all and just craziness in my entire life personally and professionally. And then I got into real estate for a few years. Then I got into media for a while and I did a lot of video editing and I loved a ton of that and different aspects of that, different, just building your business, just everything to do with people. And then I kind of finally, I guess, through the work with you mainly discovered that horses were really my passion all along. I always found a way to interweave that into my life. So once I decided that I was just going to make that a full-time thing, it really just became a domino effect and it's just been amazing. So now I'm a full-time horseback riding instructor and trainer and I'm applying for a really cool program with um, American Mustangs. So I'm just really excited about my future and my life and just where it's come from and where it's going. I love it all. So I think you bring up a really good point because when, when I I've seen you in at least three different iterations of this is what I want to do. This is, this is the idea. And initially it was that sort of branding, social media, marketing side of things. And you were really good at it. Okay. Uh, You weren't, you weren't, you didn't understand sales and you weren't pricing yourself accordingly. So it wasn't, it wasn't a satisfying business from that perspective because the income wasn't there. And then there was a phase where you had a big passion project around the uh, 
cannabis community, right? Yeah. And creating a membership site around that and doing social media marketing, trying to integrate these different parts of your skill set and loves and and creating some synergy there. And there there was good stuff that you were getting into momentum on with that. And and then talk about um you know, without being too leading, but talk about like what happened at the Spirit of Wealth um, at Mastermind and Masterclass uh, retreat that, and you can share whatever you want or as little as or, or as much as you want there and how that affected, like connect the dots about like that program and how that affected the level of clarity that you have right now. Because Quite frankly, it is like the most grounded, the most clear, the most like on fire, um, activated, meaning actually not just being an ideation, but like getting the work done that, you know, how long have we been working together? What, what would you say? I think it was two years ago. I was following another girl and I do a lot of different self-help and coaching and programs and I'm really into like learning and just seeing what's out there. So I went to your summit on the last day two years ago. And I was just like, wow, there's a lot of really powerful women here. Like, this is kind of a big deal. Like, this is interesting. But I'm really just hesitant, especially to spend any money, any big money on myself and my own like personal growth. That's really hard for me because I'm the type of person that's like, if somebody can spend a thousand, like I can figure it out for a hundred. So I'm always just like looking for shortcuts and trying to figure out how I can do it myself. And then I can show the world that I did it with less. So it's like, it's hard for me to step into the fact that people do like have these groups and these masterminds. And I was like, this is cool. It's like a little club. And, but I didn't sign up for anything and I didn't want to like get into it really. And I just watched a lot of your Facebook lives and I just kind of got your emails and I was like, this is kind of cool. Like everything about the laws and the energies. I was just learning a lot of different things about just healing and journeys and journaling and business like planning. And so I was just really getting into all of that. And then it was the next year and I came to the full three day summit and that's when even I didn't even sign up then, but I, we got to the end and it was like the last day and it was the big discount. And I was like, mm, no, I'm not going to do it. And there were so many other people that had already signed up and they were ready to go. And I was just like, mm, that sounds good for you, but I'm just not ready. Like I just couldn't see myself as somebody that could make that much money or even have a goal to make a hundred thousand dollars or more like some people wanted to make a million and that just seemed so unreal to me so I don't know I just still just couldn't even a few thousand dollars just seemed like so much money to me and then after that, right there for yeah. just one second and then continue that story because it's really important so how much money were you making at that time, would you say? At that time, about 20000 consistently because from real estate or media or anything I did before that, I could pretty much pull in like twenty to 25000 Per year? Yeah. Okay, great. So that's just a data point. Now let's keep going. Okay. Yeah, and so my ultimate goal, I always wanted to, I mean, I feel like as a child, you want to make a million dollars. Maybe some people don't, but so that was kind of my ultimate dream, but- $100,000 in a year has always been like, oh my gosh, if I made that, that's like a cool 
thing to do. So pause there. wait, 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 pause there for a second. Cause a moment ago, I love this. So a moment ago, you're like, I'm in, I'm at this summit and people are saying you can make a hundred K you can make a million. They want to make a million. That's crazy talk. And then three sentences later, the truth comes out, right? Doesn't everyone when they're a kid want to make a million dollars? Like it's, it's a, it, before you had that educated out of you, socialized out of you, you had that desire. It was calling you forward. Okay. So I think it's just really interesting to see that juxtaposition. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting for sure. Yeah. So then we had like our last, it was just like a follow-up email and you were like, is there any other questions? Do you want to talk? Like, is there anything else? And I was like, um, sure. Why not? And we got on the phone and you went through all these different objections and I had been through all these sales and trainings and I was like, I'm ready to shoot them all down. (laughs) And then we just got to the end and I still didn't tell you much about me and really just like didn't go into my past too much. And I just was like, no, not going to do it. Not going to do it. Can't afford it. Can't figure it out. This was and, for the boot camp. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The, boot, the business boot camp. And then you were just like, you know, I can like let you off the hook, which is what a lot of other people finally do. And then they're like, give, give up. And I'm like, all right, I got them. So, but you were like, I can do that. But you know, it's just like not going to be good for your life. Like you need someone that will hold you accountable and like be there for you and really like kind of, I wouldn't say like force you to do this, but like hold you to that level of standard. Like if it's not this group of women, like who is it going to be for you? And I was, I don't know. It just hit me so hard. I was like, you're right. Like you pretty much, I was so excited that you were giving up, but that's what everybody else did. And you were like, I can do that, but I don't want to give up on you. And it was just like, Oh man, like if I don't step into this whole project and life, like who am I going to be? I'm always going to be that person that just is like, Nope, not ready for that. And I was like, you know, I have no idea how I want to pay for this. I have no idea how I want to make it work. Like, I was like, I guess I'm going to just like ask a family member or something for the money. I don't know. I had no plans. And so I had two people that I wanted to ask for money. The first person I asked, they were like, this is crazy. This is a crazy program. It's like a cult. Like, I don't know what you're doing. And I was like, then it made me even more mad because I had already decided like I was going to do it and this is going to be my life. And this is like what I want to do. And that made me more mad. And I was like, now I'm going to find the money and now I'm going to figure it out because this is not like just sales. Like this is so much more than that. And so I was like, now I'm going to figure it out. And I asked the next person and they were like, sure, I'll loan you that amount. And it was just like, all right, I have to pay it back and I still have to figure it out, but I can do it and I can start this program and just see like, can I really make that growth happen? And can I really like push my boundaries? It was really different. But the first thing in the business boot camp is like thinking about your future and what you really want and just spending like an hour and a half or two hours or something. And it's like, that was so transformative. Everybody else is like, okay, write your number and do your math. But that whole first part was just amazing. Yeah. A few reflections there, Amanda. I think that is a huge 
beginning part of the the boot camp is that visioning process and that boot camp is such an integration of left brain like how to work your calendar how to work your project plan how to work your goals right very logic 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 constructive map to like visioning the laws understanding truth working through the mindset piece like it's such a it's such like you have to hold both sides and you're not let off the hook with just like some people end up like spending all this time on the the kind of journaling or the ideation and other people are like I can't I don't have time for that I need to be in the logistics and then get it done and it's it you have to do both so little reflection for you in that and then the second reflection for people listening but also for you as well is I remember that conversation, Amanda, and you burst into tears. Okay. And it, oh, I'm getting a little clap because I actually do care. Okay. <laughs> I really, I really do like, like there will be conversations. Like I just had a conversation with someone who has been circling around, like has been watching me, is is into, like, is looking. And I actually didn't sell her anything because I could not get her in that conversation to really tell me what she wanted. Now, sometimes people don't know what they want, but if you tell me what you want, if you speak enough truth there, I will go to the mat for you. Like I will actually like, this is what you need to do. This is the path. I will hold, I will hold that for you and I will lead the way. But if, if, so you did. And then I said that and it, and it altered, like for those of you who are, are, in sales, whatever industry you're in, because if you run your own business, you're in sales. Okay. Really everyone's in sales in some degree or another. Okay. But if you are in sales, you have to know, look, I'm crying. That's so Um, You have to, you have to really freaking care. Now that doesn't mean you don't have to charge for your services. Okay. I, you know, she had to go find the money. It wasn't like, sure, you know, just buy, you know, whatever. I love you. So do this. And actually that wouldn't have worked for her because she actually had to, to figure out like how to step it up. And you did that in the boot camp. You started activating in a different way. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And each week it's just like really gets more in depth and it gets more planning and more integrated into your life. And it's like, this is real. This is really happening. And if I want to do this, it's not that hard. Like you always say, it's just a math equation and it can really be that simple, which is so awkward for me to say still, but it feels easier every day. So it's really amazing. But like, Like one of the girls in our group said, I've come from a past where everything in business was like taking from someone else. And it was like that whole needing to be the top person or needing to take from someone else to be successful. And so I'm kind of reprogramming my whole mind and and sales structure around the fact that I don't have to take away from people to add value to this world. So that's a really big thing that I'm constantly working through. But that, that conversation really, it was like, if I don't say yes to Amira right now, the only person that believes in me right at this moment, then 
like, am I ever going to trust people? And I, I want to trust people. And I do think there are amazing people in this world. And there are so many people that do incredible businesses. And they're very honest, and they're very truthful. So I didn't want to give up. And that's what a lot of other people have done, especially in my past. So especially in any type of entertainment industry today, like, people are just kind of conditioned to just not really care. And I don't want the world to be like that. So it took getting out of that whole business and looking forward. And now it's taking every day realizing that there are good people and there are amazing people that can help you that can support you if you actually are clear about what you want and where you're going and how you're going to get there. And it's really cool. Now I have random people emailing me like, how can I help you? And I had to cancel a lesson yesterday because we're moving across town with my horses and I felt so bad about it. And she's like, you know, like I'm really bummed, but I'm so happy for you. And we're like here for you and we're here to support you through everything. And I was like, that's so cool because this family barely even knows me. And it's just really fun to see it all come together now. And people coming from out of nowhere, like, how can I help you? Do you want $20 for your hay? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Little things, things like that. So, so let's connect the dots for people. So you did the business acceleration boot camp. You had great success with that. And then um, we had another conversation and it, like, I'm just going to be straight for people. Cause she's talking about the sales conversation in a beautiful way. And I think it's, I think it's really illustrative that like, cause people really think doing sales is taking from other people that it's going, it's getting one over on the other person. And you even had that, like hearing you discuss it right now, you even had that as your stance. Like I can get one over on her. I can do it. I can DIY it. I can do it myself. Right. Like, like that it's a either or win lose kind of situation as opposed to you've heard me teach on this a lot, but more life for everyone. Right. Adding value. And, and so, you know, because Amanda stepped forward in that conversation and then did the work in the boot camp. I had another conversation with her and I was like, you know what? And I think it might've been like New Year's Eve or some like random time. But I was like, yeah. you know what, Amanda, you need to do this next program. I see it for you. Here's why. And that was a whole long conversation, right? Yeah. yeah. And that included traveling and a plane, which I hate doing and like won't do for anyone. And I was like, no, it's not going to work because I can't fly. So I can't do it. And you were like, well, there's one like the other ones you can drive to, but it's not that big of a deal. And I was like, nope, can't do it. But over time, I think slowly I realized like maybe I could do that one flight and maybe I don't know. I don't even know what got me to be so like creative about finding solutions to make it work. You wanted to make it work. Here's the difference. Can, to, as your coach, here's the difference. When someone wants something and they don't do that immediate denial phase, right? Right. Like in the manifestation matrix, there's the immediate denial. Like I can't have that. That's not going to work. I can't travel. I get nauseous every time I get on a plane. No one can, I am not getting on a freaking plane. No, 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 no. Right. Like this is a lifelong thing for, for you. Like I refuse. Okay. And, but you wanted it badly enough. You started to see what you wanted. And this is not just 
getting a sale. Okay. This is like, I'm listening. I'm like, what does Amanda want? Is this her path? Is this where she wants to go? And when I'm getting that clear message, then I'm, I'm going to be like, well, you got to make it work. And, and she had, she knew that enough at that point to make it work. And you did. Yeah. And it was the most amazing thing. As soon as I joined, I felt it's just so fun being part of the group and knowing that other people stepped into it. It's different when you're doing a free PDF guide download of someone's whatever and following it with your business. But it's just so different when everyone's like, yeah, we're going to be there. We're all going to be together and it's going to be this thing. And we all have big goals and it was just amazing. And then I thought it was going to be amazing. And then when I got there, it was 10 times better than I even thought it would be. And I wish I could go back to Santa Fe like every single day. It was just like the best. Now she'll fly. <laughs> uh, I, know, I would fly to Santa Fe again for sure because it was incredible having all the women there and just hearing each one of their stories and really seeing yourself in other people. Like you can see yourself in almost everyone if you really listen to their story and you listen to their challenges and you start to be like, yep, I've definitely been through that and I've heard of that and I've done this. And it's amazing how small the world really is because there'll be very specific people that want to do this or do that. And there's other people that have done that entire thing and have connections. And it was just so cool to see the amount of action that people could take within a day. And I remember it was like three days long and there was these spotlights and I didn't want to go like at all. And I was just like, I don't want to tell people anything more about me. I just want to be able to put on this face and just say, yeah, I do this marketing and I'm trying to save horses eventually. And I just didn't want to really step into it yet. But I knew that by the end, somehow I would, it would just I was just not ready, not ready, not ready. So I waited until the last day. I was probably one of the last few people that did my little thing. And I just was super honest with people and just told them about my past and every like down, like downtime that I had. And I remember I was talking about it in like a negative way. And you were like, well, let's dive into it. Like, let's go through specific details about this horrible time in your life. And I was like, oh, gosh. But then we went through, like, each story. We went through, like, three stories that I told in my own mind in this negative light. And you were like, yeah, but look. Like, at the end, look what you did with it. Or look how you turned it around. Or look how you got out. And look how things are different now. And it just started for me to, like, realize that I can actually rewrite the story. And then maybe it wasn't exactly this horrible thing that I've been thinking it was. Maybe it is like the reason that I am who I am and the reason that I can figure out all of these things with business that I couldn't before. And it's the reason that I'm here in this group and with these people that have these big goals. And I just didn't want to lose sight of that at all. So I just like hold on to that. <laughs> so let me put the, the, uh, coach lens, the mentor lens on that. Okay. So, uh, Amanda shared some, some very personal as everyone did, but particularly personal, um, experiences that many people would have a lot of judgment over. And, uh, she was not only witnessed by me, but she was witnessed by a powerful group of women who really saw her, weren't going to let her off the hook 
but also weren't going to demean her. Okay. And that is such a powerful experience to be seen and not rejected because it's one of our core fears is that if we are truly seen for who we are, the world's going to reject us. We're unlovable. We're going to be kicked out of the tribe and we're going to die. Okay. Like it just is like it, we don't think it consciously, but it's, it's our instinctual reaction to it. And to be seen and witnessed in that way allows you then to let go of that kind of fear of judgment and rejection and not belonging and start to show up in this world as a fully expressed person. And when you start owning your life, meaning who you fully are truly without like the belligerence, the internal belligerence, right? Then you can be someone who actually is like, actually, I'm going after my dream this year, not in 20 years, right? I actually, like, if they judge me, who cares? Because look what I just shared here, and I'm fine. Like, it gives you that power to then go out and take this big leap, okay? So can you can you close out or this part of the story with, like, how did you transition to the Mustang Ranch and then some of the stuff around how much you're making now versus like and, and some of the coaching around like make it early in the month and that those sorts of things that you told me were really impactful for you. Yeah. So now basically my goal basically just popped in my head when I got my Mustang last summer and I fell in love with her and I fell in love with the whole Mustang story and the fact that these horses aren't just roaming around anymore. They're basically all just gathered up and they're sitting in these pens and we don't have enough room for them. And it's just heartbreaking. So as soon as I found that out, I was like, I want to save 150 of them. And I don't know how that number just dropped in. And it took me like, I think last week I finally wrote out an actual plan. And I was like, if I actually save 150, what does that look like? And how many per year? And how many years is this? And she's it, doing the math. Yay. It's not a 19 year plan, but it's a plan. <laughs> Love it. But so I'm just starting that small and I'm, you know, doing lessons with four people, but now it's more of an experience. So even if you're new so to pause Vegas, right there, because I think you're, you're skipping over something. She didn't have a horse farm at the beginning of the year. Small detail, okay? Can you, can you like kind of play this out a little bit? Because it just sounds like, you know, magical Mustangs just dropped from the sky. But you did, <laughs> you did a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I had one horse, which is normally a dream for people, but almost impossible to even have just one. And I thought, you know, if I could really make this happen, how would I do it? And it just feels like every time I turned around, there was something... Like there was a barn that was a little bit cheaper to have more stalls. And so I was like, well, I'm going to save money. I'll have a few extra stalls. And then there was one horse that was like $125. And I was like, I have barely enough. So I could barely get this other horse. And I have this place and it's all going to work out. And then I got this one horse. And then I had a few families come for lessons. And it was awkward and weird. But I was making it work. And I was making a few hundred dollars and it was worth it. And then one of the families got really interested and adopted their own horse and kept it at the barn. So we started giving lessons with their horse. And then I started looking at a few others and it's basically just 
has dominoed into now owning five, but each time I kind of step into it and I decide like, this is a good horse for this ranch and this situation. And then suddenly I have an issue at the barn or we need to, all sorts of things come up in the horse world, but we need to move across town. So we moved barns and it was like the second we needed to move there, a barn came up and people just came out of nowhere. And this lady was like, I can trailer you tomorrow. And it's like stuff I never thought would ever be possible. And now it's like every day someone's just wanting to donate or wanting to help or wanting to sign up and families are so excited. And it's like, now that I've decided that this is what I really want to do and this is my passion, it's just so, I don't know, it just feels so different. So I feel like every time I turn around, it's just building little building blocks and just keeping that number in my mind. And like last month, well, probably two months ago, I was really, really stressed out. I was basically just living paycheck to paycheck and just freaking out and just when is my next family going to pay so that I can pay the vet and have everything even. And you told me, why don't you start to think about things as having like an earlier deadline? Because I always seem to somehow work it out and somehow get it done. Cause as soon as you really want something, somehow you figure it out. But I would always wait until the last minute and I was horrible with it. And so I, I really was like, Ooh, that is an innovative idea. Why don't I just, instead of paying everything on the first, why don't I just have everything ready on like the 20th? And then I'll have multiple days and it'll all be good. And so that's what I started doing that next month. And I was like, three days before that, I did not. I was like $1,000 short for something. And I was freaking out again. But then I figured it all out. And it was like 10 days earlier than the deadline. And I figured it all out 10 days earlier. And I was like, that's pretty cool. So now I'm at the point where I'm, I did take a small loan out to start this business of like, $8,000. So I'm slowly paying that back. But I actually have a plan now to take this amount and like use it towards that every month, which before I was just like, I'm gonna take this money and I'm gonna get these horses and I'm gonna get this barn and we're gonna figure it out. I don't know. So now it feels really good. I feel like sometimes you just have to jump off the edge and build the plane on the way down and hope that it lands, but you have to trust yourself and know that like, you're going to work. Like I will, I will work. I will do, I mean, I posted at one point, like I will do anyone's website right now or anyone's like help with anything because I need a thousand dollars. Like I, in the next three days, I need to figure this out. So you have to be willing to do whatever it takes, but also I'm not going to do websites for people for the rest of my life when my passion and goal is these horses. So You have to know when to really refocus and that's still hard for me. It's not the easiest, but it's getting easier all the time. So, Absolutely. So a few things there. One, she didn't have her, like the horse business was something for the future and she's called it in, in less than six months, which is freaking outrageous. Okay. And she not only has one horse, she has five and the other day she was having, I'm going to just call you out on this, a little meltdown because there were so many people who wanted stuff that she was going to be too busy. Okay. And, and her mastermind sisters kind of slapped her around a little bit. And, and it's like, this is like, this is a good problem to have. Now you scale, now you scale. Now there's the next step. Right. Yeah. And, and I, 
I think you're the poster child in some ways for this process in like a microcosm because you're working the creative process, right? You're owning that desire instead of denying it. You're owning yourself in being fully self-expressed instead of denying it. And then you have the next idea drops in and it's an opportunity and you've learned the laws enough that you're like, that's an opportunity. I'm going to say yes to that quickly. You do it. Sometimes it works out beautifully. Sometimes there's hiccups, but you now trust yourself and you're out of that self-judgment. That means that if you make a mistake, you should be crucified. Okay. And, and that then allows the resilience to be like, okay, I need to course correct here. We need to move barns. We need to do this differently. And, and, and then you, you're problem solving and moving forward. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah. It was always hard for me to raise my prices too. Cause I always wanted to be that person that could help people that couldn't pay for it. And it's like, it took me a while to realize that the more you can charge and the more value you can bring, then you can actually help more people, even if they can't pay, because with that money, you can then donate to a good cause or, you know, have enough money to take the day off and do charity all day or whatever you want to do. So I can't use keeping my prices low as an excuse not to help the world. That just doesn't seem fair. So at some point, it's like I have to raise my prices because this is how I'm going to be able to get to where I want to get to. Not, And then I can help all these people, not just waiting and helping all these people and never getting to the actual goal. So as soon as I was able to stick up for myself and say that, then people, I feel bad and I feel ashamed. And then people are like, I'm super supportive. I can't wait. Like, let us know how it goes. Yeah. I mean, people are throwing money at you. They're like, can we, can we do this with you? Can we do this with you? And you still need to raise your prices and you're, I mean, you've done it already and you need to keep doing it to an, to a degree. Um, But once you cleaned up that internal work, you were no longer presenting in the world as someone who shouldn't be paid who wasn't worthy of being paid. You started recognizing, actually, I kind of got the goods going on here and, and I can be paid and I can be paid well while I contribute um, to this world. The other thing that I want to reflect for you, Amanda, because I think it's really important is that when you get clear and you're like, you decide, you're like, oh, I'm going to do this by the 20th instead of by the 30th. Done. Okay. Like you you have mastered that ability to create urgency for yourself so that, and then you go get it done, right? That urgency, I need this. Mm. I want this. Then the ideas come in that weren't there just a moment ago when you were thinking about the rainbows or whatever. Okay. And the ideas, instead of going into panic over it, the ideas come in and you act on them and you solve that problem. Now, now we're working on like getting ahead of the game and having savings and and using some of that profit to create a level of flushness there so that you can use that as a foundation for for moving to the next level. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm in Las Vegas, so it's like people travel here to do all sorts of stuff and they're spending a lot of money and they're shooting machine guns and driving Ferraris and doing, I mean, driving an hour to go do this and that. And so it's like, 
the fact that people aren't going to pay me more than $20 to ride my horse. It's just, it's ludicrous. And it's not true. So yeah. Hook up with the concierges. Get you, get yourself. Yeah, on the I'm trying to think yeah. of. I mean, I want to get like a little card where it says like, "Here's all the wild things you can do in Las Vegas," and then put like eight different businesses on there or something, and just all hand them out or something. I don't know. Wild, a million ideas, but yeah. <laughs> a few and run with them. So great. So, is there anything that you want to share that we haven't touched on? The thing that just popped into my head, Amanda, was the relationships that you've built with, you know, you had a small cohort within the mastermind group within the spirit of wealth. And that seemed like I, I watch, like I track everyone. And that seemed to be a very powerful experience, not just to have the larger group, but to have that smaller cohort. Can you, can you talk a little bit about how you've supported the women there and how they've supported you? Cause I think that's part of, um, I speaking to the sort of where you started your journey, was like, I can DIY everything, right? Like I, and, and I'm, I'm underscoring this cause this is where I come from too. Like it, I'm not worthy unless I have done all the work myself and I've like done the blood, sweat and tears myself. And if, if, if I haven't, if it's easy, if it's, if it's someone else's idea, that's brilliant that I'm executing on that cannot possibly be worthy, which is absolutely asinine, but that's where I, I came from. And I, I think it's, um, I think it's a, a, a big deal for a lot of people. So with that as the backstory and the lead up, can you talk about that transition for you? Yeah. yeah I mean, the group has been amazing. I've loved being in Santa Fe was, I still went to back to my room by myself every night and just was alone and looked over my notes, but that is kind of a little bit who I am too. So I like to just have my alone time, but being able to have a community and then the smaller group, we just got together like every two weeks over video. And it was just really nice to get to know people and their goals and really get more of an in-depth look into like what their week looked like and what their goals really were and what they were going to comment and say that they did. And so then it came to be my turn and the accountability for me is huge because I have a million ideas. I feel like I can do it all. And then I do nothing. So it's like this cycle that I have been able to break through being with them and knowing that every week, even if I'm not talking to you directly and doing private, like one-on-one coaching, I'm still, there's going to be women that are going to be just not as motivated. Like when we're all excited about doing the call and talking about it, then all week you're kind of more motivated to go for that goal and do the calls before it gets to Tuesday, because then you have something good to say instead of just coming every time and melting down, which sometimes you do. And sometimes it circles around and each person has a meltdown at some point and someone's crying on every call for some reason, but you just kind of get being in business is not for the faint of heart. Okay. It's really not. There's been a time when I'm just like, I'm going to tell Amir that I can't do anything anymore and I'm just quitting everything and I'm just depressed and I'm going to hide in a hole because I'm not going to do anything about it tomorrow. And they were like, okay, well, at least still come to the call because I'm sure we can figure out some options. <laughs> and it was like, they weren't going to let me down. And I was like, okay. So I just got on and I was like, well, I'm just going to let you know, I'm just a big ball of tears and I'm a mess and I can't do any of this and nothing's working. And 
we just talked it through and that some part of me expected that they were going to be like, we'll figure it out. Like we'll help you this month. And then next month, you know, I don't know, but they were like, okay, we'll figure it out. How many clients do you have? Who can you call? When can you do this? Can you start tomorrow? And it just revived me. So that helped so much. I mean, then like a week later, you and I were on the phone together and I was crying again. And so there's more levels to it, but the small group, I couldn't have kept doing it without them. And still, even now we've switched groups, but we still do our small, our other small group like meeting too. So Aww. yeah, I, just love, I don't know everybody. Some people are more, they want to do it on their own and the group wasn't like the biggest part for them. But for me, I think having the group around and knowing that I was going to see them and interact with them and get to know them was a big deal because I've never really felt like I had people that got to know me. I had my son really young before I was even 18. And I've always been kind of this person that feels more mature, but I don't want to go party, but I don't want to like sit and do nothing. So it's just been amazing to have that group of women that really feels like they're all my friends and we can all just party together or have fun or relax or like do anything, any number of things. They're all just amazing women. So it's been really awesome. I love that. What I'm hearing a lot in that is that you're opening up and trusting, right? This is part of the the transition that has happened from the beginning where you're like, I can do it on my own, all of this. And now you're realizing that the power of the mastermind is exponential that when you show up and and you step forward and say I'm in and other people step forward and say I'm in and you support each other right because it's not only it's not only you that's having a meltdown like that and, and I'm I don't want to uh, present the women in the group as incompetent or fragile or anything it's just that there are bad days in business you have bad days you have bad weeks bad you know, caca. you really want to give up. Yeah. You feel like it's over and you just want to give up. <laughs> and if you have a group of smart women who have your back, who actually also understand the laws, because that's, that is the defining, one of the defining pieces of this program is that then they can bring truth to that experience, right? They have the, the, concepts, the intellectual concepts and the universal laws through which to view the experience. And then they can bring truth to it when you're not seeing your way out of a paperback. That is very true because so many times they're like, well, that's because of the law of attraction. And this is what you need to do now instead of any other mastermind I've ever been in. They're just like, yeah, that's a tough day. And I feel really bad. I've had bad days. Let me tell you about this bad day I've had too. And nobody ever like, or someone's like, you'll get out of it. Don't worry. I don't know. Like there's just no actual platitudes. Substance. Yeah. So this is totally different. Yeah. Platitudes versus constructive um, thinking, right? Bringing, bringing consciousness to it. So, okay. I'm just, I love hearing your story. I love the transition. I'm going to do a little summation for you as a reflection, but also for our listeners. So in the beginning, multiple businesses, constantly changing, not really owning your passion, not really claiming what you really wanted, kind of having the mentality of I'm going to just get by. It's never going to really work. Um, low self-worth around charging, 
how, how it's going to work. Okay. I can't invest in myself, even though I'm in, I, I think about personal development all the time and I want more. Okay. Then despite your, your habitual judgment, you stepped into coaching and like, let go of the DIY. And in part that was because you knew you needed help, all these things, but also because I went to the mat for you and I, I believed in you, which I, I still do by the by. And, uh, um, and you had some great success. You got into motivation there. Then you stepped forward even more to this, the, the spirit of wealth mastermind and masterclass where you were really seen in your truth and you weren't rejected and you were able to then be more fearless in this world right? Take more action. And if anyone knows anything about business, you need to be taking action consistently. It takes massive action. And when you are having a bad day and you don't take the action or you spin out because you think the world's against you or people are going to judge you or whatever it is, okay, then you don't get to the next level. And, and so you started rapidly saying yes to the thing that you wanted taking action on it, being more fearless, right? And and now she has a five-horse farm and she's running a horse training, horse lesson business that is so full that she's needed to hire people to work for her, okay? And she's like, I don't want to hire people. I remember that whole conversation. And yet scaling. Okay. And you yeah, got- I mean, we'll easily probably make at least four to five thousand a month, I think, from here on out till the end of the year. And then if we double our prices again, or when we add on events that because of the virus we can't do big events, but when we can do big events, those are huge and can bring in a thousand or two thousand in one day. So I'm just super so if- Yeah. So if we do the math there and I'm going to use 5,000 cause it's easier math for me, um, times 12 months, that's a $60,000 year versus a $20,000 year. And she's not counting how she's going to raise her prices and add more channels to this business. And it's like, it's not that there's no downside here, Amanda, or meaning like there's no risk involved. There is risk, but there's risk at every level in your business, yes. but she has so much upside right now. And this is uh, the Cinderella story that is being written. And then I'm going to give you a wink and a nod because everyone needs to remember Amanda Henry's name because in a few years, you're going to see her movie. Yeah. Super excited. I'm writing the whole (laughs) transcript or movie script or whatever it's going to be. But yeah, it's, and I've decided that I just want to make a date and just write it all down in like a month because yeah. I'm always like, oh, once I start writing this, it's going to take so long. And I'm like, what if I just write a rough draft that's just like a month and put all the main details in there and then see what happens. So I'm going to be 30 on August 8th and I want to try to have it pretty much a rough draft by then. So I'm excited. August 8th. We got a, less than a month. Yep. Okay. Hold you yeah. to it. I'm putting it on my calendar. I'm going to hold you to it. Okay. So thank you so much, Amanda, for being on the the podcast and doing this interview for our listeners. I hope that you got, you gleaned a lot from Amanda's story and how she's gone 
step further and further into fearlessness and how it's really paying off for her. So awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us and for being a part of the Unstoppable Woman movement. I want to let you know that we've got a ton of free resources for you for scaling your business at theunstoppablewoman.com slash free stuff. Please go ahead and check those out. And we'd also love your help in getting the message out. Share this podcast with all the unstoppable women in your life, your friends, your colleagues, your business besties. Please do that. And if you're game, we'd super duper duper appreciate a review on iTunes as well. Thanks so much and be unstoppable.